Welcome to another episode of Ride or DIY, the podcast where we chat with the badass women flipping the tables of the hardware store boys club. We're a new breed of homemakers, making home one power tool at a time. I cannot wait to share today's guest with you. If you're like me, you're probably listening while DIYing. So grab some coffee, your tools, let's go. Hello, friends, and welcome to this week's episode of Writer DIY. Today, we're sitting down with the colorful Jenna Pallant, creator of Room Bloom on YouTube and champion of living your most colorful and creative life and embracing what makes you different and amazing. Jenna is an awesome DIYer as well as a professional upholsterer, and if you're not already following her on Instagram and getting your feed infused with color, head over to at Jenna Pallant and check her out while you listen. In this episode, we chat about ADHD, how her show Room Bloom came into existence, and we do spend some time fangirling the Home Depot. (laughs) It's a fun one, guys. We're adult ladies, and we do sprinkle some adult language in, so if you are around little ears and you don't want to share those words with your kiddos, go ahead and pop in some headphones. You ready? Let's jump in. Liz. <laughs> Hello. Hi. <laughs> I am Jenna Pallant. Um, I create colorful AF custom furniture, upholstery, interiors for myself and my clients. I am also the um, creator slash producer slash, I guess, Jenna Mini Trades for um, Room Bloom on YouTube, which is my HGTV fixer-upper-esque, but with no shiplap involved, um, home renovation show. So yeah, that's, that's, uh, awesome. that's me in a nutshell. I'm also, uh, uh, you know, diagnosed late, later in life with ADHD. Um, you know, so I'm an open book pretty much. If you come over on my, uh, <laughs> to my little colorful rainbow-tastic corner of the internet. <laughs> I just recently have kind of been introduced to this whole, like, mostly because of TikTok and my friend who is kind of more tapped into mental health conversations and stuff. Um, But she's been sending me things about kind of what ADHD looks like in women and girls and how it looks a lot different than, you know, what we're like, oh, young Boys, a giant chunk in time with childbearing and raising where they heinously misdiagnosed young women with ADHD. Yeah. Like the typical, when, um, you know, growing up, the typical, like when you heard someone in your class had ADHD, it was that, you know, boy in class that couldn't pay attention. Um, And, you know, it's really, it's, it's, it's definitely sad in a way because ADHD is so my superpower. Yeah. Being, I'm 36 now and I was diagnosed um, somewhere between 33 and 34. And um, it just, it's one of those things where all of a sudden it's like, holy cannoli, that is why I do X, Y, and Z. That is why I see the world differently than other people. It's also why, you know, why certain things I struggle with and where, you know, certain avenues I kick ass at. Like, it's just, it was such an eye opener for me and really, um, 
you know, helped me realize a lot about myself and my creativity. And, um, and, and what I really despise with the ADHD is the negative connotation that comes with it. And it's, it's, it's bullshit. It's absolute bullshit. So, um, I guess besides like, you know, being a color warrior for interior design and, you know, I, I absolutely despise trends and all of that. Um, you know, my, my main thing with life is just, I really want to help inspire people to embrace their weird, embrace what makes them different and, you know, make their interior how they want it and not how their opinionated mother-in-law, you know, thinks. Um, so yeah, I just, uh, Conformity be damned. <laughs> I don't <Yeah>. like it. <laughs> I couldn't tell. Hmm. <laughs> I feel like your house is just like one big celebration of that, which is amazing. Oh, thank you. Um, you know, I just, I just have a hard time believing that everyone that like all the people that have neutral interiors that they truly, I understand that neutrals are calming but I just have a hard time believing that that is truly how your, you know, uniqueness should shine through in your home. I just, um, I just have a hard time. I have a hard time believing it. I don't, yeah. believe it. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, the thing about color is people, um, it's not that society is scared of color itself. They're scared of living with the decision. Yeah. So it's more of they're scared of making the decision and like what happens if I don't like it and whatnot, you know, and in interior design, it is an investment. Upholstery is an investment, but isn't life like if COVID has taught us anything, life is too freaking short. <laughs> paint the wall hot pink, yep. you know, buy the purple sofa. You know, it's all, it is all about balance, you know, balance is still key, but it just, um, yeah, I just, I don't believe it. I'm calling bullshit. <laughs> no, I love that. I think that, cause I hear that all the time of people who are afraid to pick a color or afraid, afraid they're going to pick the wrong color or paint the wrong color on the wall. And my thought is, is, is what is painted? wrong? Like or, wrong. Or if you don't like it, how hard you did, you painted it once. How long did that take? Just do it again. Just right. try again. Let's, let's back up one step, Liz, with the word wrong. Why is it wrong? <laughs> like, like I have a, a, a color lover. That's, I call my, my, uh, I hate the word follow followers. Community. I, I don't know. My community. Yes. Yeah. Um, I call them color lovers because, uh, yeah, because they are. Um, you wouldn't you wouldn't be on my account unless you were. Um, but you know, I, I had somebody ask me like, you know, what was that space in your your house originally? It just seems odd. Yeah. Odd, wrong, trend, <laughs> like all of that. They're trigger words for me because, like, what is wrong? Yeah. Like in itself, it's such an opinionated. It's just like artwork. Artwork is. Like, I just, I don't know. I struggle with this whole thing about like my, like my friend Kate Pierce Vintage was talking about this weekend on her Instagram, how, you know, like there are people associated with these counts and for people to, you know, state that they 
you know, like, oh, that's ugly. That's wrong. That's yeah. odd, whatever. Like not your house, not your drapes. Yeah. Like, you don't have to like, I don't know. Like, I just, you know, that's the thing is like, what, what, like society is just so into like judging others. Like we just need to start minding about our own damn wallpaper. Like worry about your wallpaper. Don't worry about my wallpaper. Yeah. Yeah. So, and if, if you put it up and you don't like it or if it, yeah, if you don't like yeah, it, yeah, if it feels it. weird, change it because exactly. you, you just did change it by putting that color up on the wall. So then all you just do is you just do that again. Right. Which I mean, as human beings, we're scared of change, but we need yeah. to learn. Like, that's the thing. My whole thing is like, we need to embrace, we need to embrace change. We need to embrace what makes us unique and fantastic. Like if, if really, if, if more of the world would just focus on embracing and not judging, I, it just, and everyone just automatically got assigned a therapist upon birth. <laughs> yeah. The world would be a very whimsical, beautiful, bright place. Yeah. I truly believe that. You know, I came, I came home from the hospital to an all yellow nursery. So <laughs> even though I don't really have per se a particular favorite color, um, you know, yellow is just happy. It is. Happy I love it. It's in a color. So, um, yeah. I was obsessed with, um, like the seventies vibes for a really long time. So like faux wood paneling and like, you know, the, those colors of like avocado green and chartreuse and all that stuff. So I think that my love of chartreuse and that kind of color is a holdover from that time. So totally. Yeah. Totally. So I feel like you kind of tapped into like, you were born into a colorful space in a way with coming home to a nursery that was very colorful. Um, so yeah, like you, which came first, the chick or the Right. Egg. Yeah. Do you feel like you were just, you popped out and you were like, color, give it to me? Well, I mean, I, I truly, um, man, <laughs> I can get really deep on this stuff. So um, a little bit more of my background just before I start divulging is, um, you know, I think a lot of like what we do in our light, you know, of course cultivates us. It's weird. Like everything I've done in my life thus far has oddly led me to room bloom on YouTube, which I would have never realized, you know, on that path, like on that journey, that that's where I would head. And, you know, I'm gosh darn excited to see where I, it goes to next. But um, yeah, I came home to a hospital or from the hospital to a yellow walls, navy carpet, rainbow themed nursery. And, you know, there's, I just think there's so much that, um, you know, what you're stimulated by at an early age really, you know, cultivates who you turn into. Um, I do believe there are those of us that are come out of the womb more colorful than others. Um, but I definitely think that that's that, um, nursery, which ultimately became my safe haven growing up. Um, you know, it really, it really made me into who I, who I am. You know, so many times with my clients, I'm just, oh, I mean, it really does come down to therapy too, but you know, my heart just, I empathize with my clients because you hear stuff during, you know, the intake interviews when you're really trying, you know, cause I really try to get into the, like the psyche of the client and really get in there and, and realize, you know, 
either realize, help them realize or dig and discover what really makes that individual tick. And too many times I hear just gut-wrenching, heartbreaking, you know, comments or stories where like, you know, something, you know, someone along their life path said something that really stuck with them Mm -hmm. and they can't let go of that. (laughs) And it really does translate into all aspects of their life. And it's just, and that's why when I, I, I'm such an advocate for mental health, because until you get that figured out, none of it, none of, none of this matters. None of the rest matters, not even a pretty interior. Because, you know, I started, I started Homebird Upholstery in 2012 after deciding I was done pursuing musical theater, which was my whole entire childhood. Um, you know, when I made that pivot, I thought like, oh yes, like I'm going to automatically be happy. But it wasn't until about three or three years later when I got a therapist and really started to figure out what Jenna, what made Jenna tick that's when like my creativity was already there. My, my artistic eye, my knack for color was already there, but it amplified in such a a way. Once I figured, once I started working through my childhood trauma, once I started working through what makes Jenna tick and ultimately figured out I had ADHD. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just, I just want, I want people to feel loved and a hundred percent whole within their spaces and within within themselves. And I know that's pretty, that's probably really too deep to go when it comes into your design, (laughs) but that's, that's truly what's at the heart of all of this for me. Um, I mean, your home is where you, well, especially since we all went on lockdown, it's where you spend a lot of time. It's where you spend a lot of your life. If you're a stay-at-home mom, it's where you spend a lot of your life. Yeah. Yeah. Or entrepreneur. mm -hmm. Yeah. Like you said, during this pandemic, like I do not know how y'all moms are doing it. It's a, it's good perspective for myself when I have those struggle moments. It's like, okay, stop Jenna. You don't have little ones bothering you. But room blooms my baby. Yes. Well, tell me a little bit more about Room Bloom. How did you s- decide to start it? Why did you decide to start it? Uh, I am personally quite impressed that you are just creating this show <laughs> all yourself. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, maybe before I had kids, I could have done that. And now the thought of like trying to do that, I'm just like, nope, I don't think that's in the cards. <laughs> well, it's interesting how Room Bloom came to be again, like I said, I feel like everything has led me to this aspect. So, okay. I don't even know where to begin. So I grew up on a farm in in central Nebraska. I'm a born and raised Nebraska farm girl. Um, My dad would not pay for anything to be done. My my parents built their earth-burned house during their engagement. Um, So they built this beautiful earth-burned house. Um, Like the United Methodist Church burnt down while they were building it. And my mom literally went and reclaimed all of the brick from the church, acid washed it all and laid our fireplace and every entryway of our home had brick. Um, My parents really were green before green was cool. Um, (laughs) The farmhouse they tore down, they kept all of the wood floor and the original doors and trim and they reused it 
in the wow. house I grew up in. Um, my mom did this really cool thing where she took the old wood floors and put them diagonally on the walls uh-huh. for, um, for, uh, Wayne's coding and yeah, just like different stuff, but you know, they, they spent their engagement doing that. And then growing up, they had pretty much put all of the doors and stuff up as is. So it had the old varnish, the old staining. Mm-hmm. So I spent my summers when I wasn't, um, you know, singing on stage or showing quarter horse, I would be working on projects around the farm. It gave me this appreciation, but also this like, you know, education through just doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then my mom was a seamstress. So she did all of like the local um, seamstress stuff for the um, local um, other farm wives. And so I just got this like wild education growing up that I think a lot of kids maybe don't in a way. But anyway, those projects really just became something I could throw myself into and really um, just it was comforting in a way. Yeah. Which I have found a lot of that comfort in the last I mean, I have been working on my house since 2018, so it's not like the pandemic caused it, but it just, you know, there's just comfort in there, that for me. Yeah. So anyway, I grew up doing that, and then I decided I literally flipped a coin in high school between arts and theater and tales, or I think tales one, but anyway, I pursued musical theater, uh, got two degrees in that, but when I was at the University of Nebraska at Kearney uh, doing summer stock theater one summer this person after a show came up to him and was like, you're really quirky. Like we have this TV position. We're creating brand new at the local Fox affiliate. I applied for it on a total whim. Um, went in for like three different interviews, but long story <laughs> short, I got the job. And while I finished up my two music degrees, I worked full time at the Fox affiliate. Mm-hmm. And um, it was absolutely like sometimes I look back and I'm like, how did I do that? Like that, that 20 year old energy, like how can we oh my God. that up and like drink oh. that? So, um, television job, graduated, moved out to California to pursue acting, got sick of acting, decided to make my hobby of upholstery a business. And then, um, Daryl and I got married we bought our now house and we were in it about eight or no. Yeah. Eight months. We found out that the uh, inspector had missed a total rodent infestation. Oh, cool. Um, we need a new roof. Our first two electrical bills, one was 800 and one was 1300. We were Tom Hanks in the money pit. Like I <laughs> straight up. Like how, so anyway, so like for the first two years, we didn't do anything. Yeah. It was all non-cosmetic internal stuff, which if you think about it, it's kind of like therapy. Got to work on the inside before you work on the outside. Um, So yeah, so it was no fun. And, um, and during those internal workings, repairs, um, I had a terrible time with contractors. Now I will preface this by saying, I do know good contractors exist. I just don't know where they live (laughs) because they do not live in Northeast San Diego County. That's damn sure. So one day I said to Daryl, I was like, honey, 
we were ready to work on the inside of our house and we were getting ready to do the family room. And I was like, I want to do it myself. And he's like, okay. And I was like, and I want to record it. He's like, all right. I was like, and I want to put it on YouTube. And he's like, what's the end goal with this? I'm like, worst case scenario, no one watches a bloody episode <laughs> and I get my house done to our liking. Best case scenario, I end up getting my own TV show and, you know, get to have influence with people and their colorful interiors, um, yeah. you know, infusing color and whimsy into our adulthood because life is too short. Um, so yeah, so it's weird. It's like all the musical theater, all the growing up on the farm, doing the DIY stuff. And then like the television job while I was finishing up my two music degrees. I mean, everything really cultivated me for this. And, you know, the theater kid thing too, with, growing up in theater, like you're hands-on. Yeah. And so, you know, besides the farm girl upbringing, I also built sets in the summer. So yeah. there's just a lot that I've absorbed through life experiences. And that has led me to room bloom on YouTube. I think there's so many, t you know, with the thing I struggle with, with HGTV is how it's all like 30 minutes. Oh, it's all done. Like yeah. that's why room bloom. I really, it's the episodes are project-based. Yeah. Not before after like, giant project base it's like I break it down so it's you know like when I was rebuilding the family room fireplace I did a complete episode just about doing the steel framing because I had never worked with framing that wasn't wood yeah um, so I did an episode just on that so it's sort of like debunking the whole HGTV aspect but also like when you understand how things are built or conceived or how you know created you know, you, then you're able to, to think outside the box. That's the thing is like us women, we, we, we can want to do all the things. We just can't do all the things all the time. Yeah. There's the bottleneck of what we're capable of producing and we're limited resources. Yeah. Cause we can't all keep that 20 20-year-old Jenna energy. We're also not all Beyonce and have an army of staff to do the other things that we... I swear she lives in some like third dimension where time doesn't... I mean, that's my biggest, I would say as a DIYingpreneur is time. Like, and I know yeah. that has a lot to do with the ADHD but um, and my hyper focus, but man, time is... Time is not my friend at all. Yeah. At all. I take a lot of issue with the, um, I remember a few years ago, this like mug and phrase, it was like a phrase that I saw on a bunch of like mugs. Oh, are you talking about the Beyonce has eight 20, hours a day? 24, yeah, you have, this, hours. you have the same amount of hours in a day as Beyonce. I'm like, no, I do I not. Have, hold on, <laughs> keep talking. I swear I have that clock. Oh my God. I uh, kid you not. This used to hang in my office. Uh, 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 uh. If no. only people could see this. Uh, yep. Yeah, I'm sorry. I don't have the same amount of hours as Beyonce because Beyonce has outsourced all the things that I have to do to other people. Like I saw somewhere that she had like eight nannies and I'm like, that would be great. 
I yeah. would love to have. But the thing is, is like, go, yeah, like fucking go Beyonce though, you know? No, like, absolutely. But don't make me like, feel bad for. But that's, but, but she's got the money. Like she's got the dinero to do, to have that. Do you know what we need, Liz? You and I both need a wife. <laughs> absolutely. Several. I don't need an assistant. I need a life wife. Yeah. I just coined that, by the mm-hmm. way. A life wife. Someone that's just here to be like my fueler, my cheerleader, my caffeinator. Like, yep. like just, you know, like now it'd be great if someone just with a hand just handed me it's a fresh like, iced coffee. Oh, thanks, babe. I was like, oh, thanks, life, wife. <laughs> Your butt's cute. Yeah. Love you. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yes, absolutely. I am here for it. I need a life wife. <laughs> so bad. Mm-hmm. It's not like yesterday. It'd been great if she just would have walked into the half bath and gave me a big hug. Like, you're going to get out that sun floor, sweetie. You got, you this. got it in you. Yeah. Screw those olive oil arms. You will win. <laughs> I promise. <laughs> and that's all I needed. Yep. But instead of, I was screaming and throwing like, like I literally got to the point yesterday. I went, I mean, I was doing, I had to like step back. Like I went and got like my small four inch uh, rotating saw and was like cutting, like the subfloor was like halt to the foundation of my house. <laughs> uh, yeah, we had a, um, the laundry room that I'm doing right now, actually the, the section that I just tiled yesterday, there was a section of, this subfloor that had my, and my poor husband took it, he took it out. It had like 200 nails in it. See, that's the thing is like, what? Why? why? My floor literally had two subfloors. The flipping company didn't take up the old subfloor or the old linoleum. No, 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 no. We just didn't even take up the side, like the baseboards. Like, I always wondered why the baseboards in our half bath were like the same, but like an inch and a half shorter. Yeah. Width wise throughout the room. It's because they didn't take it up. They're just like, oh, who demos? We don't. So they literally put down another subfloor and then proceeded to tile over it. You know, like you do. Like you do. I will say that as a DIYer, I do some things that I'm like, if someone else buys this house and they decide to remodel, they're going to be like, what Liz, happened call me. here? Call me, text me. <laughs> hey, I'm just saying that what we're working with in this house is the result of what someone else did. That oh, was totally. weird. Like, and then you have to be like, all right, well, this is what we're working with. So we're just going to, we're going to like play it by ear. We're going to get creative. It's not going to look like it would if we were building this from scratch, but it's going to work. And someone someday is going to be like, why the hell is that that way? And it's not my fault. It's the person who. Yeah. Yeah. I just, you know, that's the thing is with DIY, there's, um, my, my, I guess my big advice would be for anybody that's like aspiring to do a DIY is do a lot of research. Like know, know your project inside and out. Like 
know what's possible, know what's not possible, know what's code, what's not code. And then, you know, go from there. Yeah. Cause like with the sunken living room project, I had somebody ask the other day, like, well, wait for code. Don't you need a handrail? Yeah. And like any, like any, um, stair risers over, um, I believe it's three, you're supposed to have a handrail. Yeah. But I'm also building this to decade appropriate. So we're not planning on reselling this house. So I'm not putting in a handrail because it's only five risers. But, you know, if we ever do go to sell, I'll add a handrail and it'll all be easy peasy. But I think that's just like, I think sometimes with DIY, you've really got to think about like at the end result, because if you do something really wrong, you're going to go to sell your house and uh, an appraiser is going to come through and go, yeah, you're going to have to fix this before we can. Like our family room fireplace, I did that 3D uh, cause a cement tile and I wanted the whole thing to just be solid. But we have a heat-a-later because, you know, the, you, for those that don't know, a heat-a-later is completely a dumb install for a California home because fireplaces are not heating efficient at all. So a lot of times people put heat-a-laters in because the, there's a um, vents at the bottom that pull the cold air in and then push the hot air out. So there was rock all over our fireplace. I didn't even know we had a heat later, but they had, there was areas where the heat was coming out through the rocks. So uh-huh. when I demoed the whole thing, I found out I had a heat later and I had to make a judgment call. Do I cover up the heat later fans? So they're not to code. And I risk, you know, if we do ever resell this house, that's a big risk. Yeah. Um, or do I incorporate it? And when push came to shove, I just decided to incorporate it and ended up using, you know, um, oh, furnace grate covers okay, in it yeah. to help implement it. So I just, I think there's some stuff like, cause a lot of, you have to be careful in a lot of States. Cause like per CA law, after you sell a house, the buyer has 18 months to go back, but you know, it's just stuff, it's stuff you need to realize when you are DIYing that there is, you know, do your homework. Yes. And yes. there's no, there's not a dearth of information out there. There's plenty of, yeah. YouTube. I mean, what's that awful saying? There's like hundred ways to skin a cat. Like, and that, and that's another reason why I created Room Bloom was because I want to, like, I don't want to be a beekeeper and keep all the bees to myself. Like yeah. I want to share my knowledge. Um, DIYing was freaking awesome, but you know, proceed not with caution but proceed with um with an open mind yeah education and your uh, friend and be a sponge you know it's it's such an exciting weird time to be alive and thankfully we have diy to help us get through yeah pandemic storm right now because oof, man we are in the trenches it definitely feels like a a tool in my mental health toolbox, oh, yeah. you know, like just the like idea. a weighted blanket. Yes, like the like literally Sunday when I was freaking out, couldn't function, couldn't do the tile job, and then yesterday when I finished the tile job, there was just like this ooze of like yeah. good vibes and feelings. And I was like, that's what I needed. That I just like could not. I couldn't do it on Sunday, but yeah, I'm like this. Yep. This is well, and there's so much, um, 
there's the doer mentality. Like there's just such a feel good. Like, like you said, like it just, it engulfs you. Like I'm getting better at having rest days, but man, I am, I do mentally struggle at the end of rest days because I don't feel accomplished. Yeah. And I know that's my Midwest perpetual guilt for my upbringing, you know, like your worth is what you did that day. Um, so I struggle with that, but man, the days that I do stuff, I feel, I feel like I'm on top of the world, even on bad days. Like, yes, yesterday was a bad work day, but at the end of the day, this, you know, the subfloor is in a million different pieces now and is out of the house. I general one, but you know, it took everything out of me, but today I'm able to look at it and get those feel good. So, you know, anyone that's like nervous about DIY, don't be like, start small and just go up from there. And, you know, we're us that have been doing it for a while. We're here for you. Like we, especially if you're a fellow female, like, yeah, I, I don't, I want, I want you to exceed. I want to, I, you know, I would like to be able to walk in a hardware store and not be gawked at. (laughs) Yeah. Like walk in the, uh, the pro park in the pro section at Home Depot and not have all the dudes and their white work trucks give you, give you the side eye. (laughs) (laughs) But you know, I'm a nice Midwest girl. So it's like, I'm still working on saying it, but oh man, the stuff that goes on in the brain. (laughs) uh... (laughs) No, you need a one up. I'm like, no, I'm good. Do you need any help? (laughs) someday I feel like the tool companies are no they get it they're coming around Home Depot is wonderful like they they're all pro female doers I love I love the Home Depot um you know and that it's the thing is is like it, it doesn't have to do with home like it's it's just so much of what's ingrained in our society I mean Sometimes my husband, like yesterday, he like come by the floor and he's like, well, why don't, he started to go like this. He's like, and my husband is very much a feminist, but he yeah. started to go, well, why don't you do this? And he literally was like, why don't you? And he's like, I don't even know what I'm saying. I'm going to walk away. And he just <laughs> walked off. <laughs> like he caught the mansplaining and it wasn't even real, like full on mansplaining. It was yeah. like, but the thing was, is he was inserting an opinion where he, opinion didn't really his opinion didn't really need to be inserted and he realized it so I think it's um so any so any guys listening to this podcast just uh just think (laughs) just think before you speak that's that's all I'm asking just just you know assess assess the situation you're in and be like wow like oh she's wearing work boots she's got paint splatter all over her jeans and she really, she just looks like she's going over what tool she wants. Yeah, she seems like she knows what I don't, I don't need. Yeah. Nope, I'm gonna walk away. Yep, walking away. Yep, walking, walking. Oh, oh look. <laughs> like, you know, like just leave her alone. Because we are capable of asking, we will ask for help if we need help. We will ask for directions. Don't ever think that we won't. Like, if we need help, you will know it. <laughs> I swear to God, every single time I do need to ask a question yes there's no one around (laughs) and I'm standing there for like five minutes like where are all the people wearing orange right now and why is it when I don't need anybody there's like do not 
I repeat, do not wear orange in the Home Depot. So I have this long sleeve Beyonce t-shirt that I just love. It's like one of my favorite work shirts because I'm always cold. But anyway, so I'm in the Home Depot wearing them. And one day I was in there, like I had to get so much stuff. It was one of those like two and a half hour Home Depot hauls where I'm going down every aisle, getting everything on my checklist for this big project I'm doing. And so like, but I, like, I have never been stocked so much in my life in a Home Depot, like the orange shirt. Like every time I was like, I was like, I'm sorry, I don't work here, but it is down aisle 11. No, I was going to say, I'm like, but you probably, uh, you probably do. It's like, I can't, like, I can't stop. Like, instead of like being like, oh, I don't work here. Instead of I'm like, I don't work here, but how can I help you? <laughs> I mean, we could probably get hired at Home Depot on the spot just because we do. We basically probably, live and, there. And no offense, but might know so, more than some of the, the their wonderful employees. Well, and that's why, like, um, I love the Home Depot app because I don't know if you know this. Yeah. Like, you, you can literally. Yep. Any DIYers that don't know this, if you can't find something at the Home Depot and you were like Liz and I walking up down the aisles, like, crap. Like, is everyone on break right now? Like, I can't find anybody. Open up that app, search for the product you're looking for, and it will literally say the aisle number and the bay number. Yep. Like, I love that thing, man. I love it so much. And what's even better is during the pandemic now, like, just do the curbside pickup. Like, that's what I'm planning on doing today. Like, yeah. don't get me wrong. I love a good, it's like Target. Yep. Target yep. or Home Depot is my version of Target. Like, I love to just like, have nowhere to be and just walk down all the aisles of the Home Depot. Just let the Home Depot tell you what you need. Well, you know what I mean? Like you, that's like, literally, that's when you really get your creative juices flowing. Like walk down the aisles, familiarize yourself with your Home Depot because you will be amazed the kind of products and stuff you find. Yeah. And then that will ultimately make your brain go, wait, could I use this for this? And you know, it just, it's a domino effect. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the app and the curbside pickup, like kudos to Home Depot. They have done this pandemic right. Yeah. And kept us all safe. Uh, my favorite thing too about Home Depot, which I think maybe like you're saying, like there's a lot of things where it's like the Midwest in you, like there's the Alaska in me where like I was picking up uh, butcher block counters a couple years ago and, you know, the guys bring them out to the, to the car and I just start loading them up. And they're like, Look. oh yeah. And they're like, no, no, I got it, miss. I got it. You're like, they're, they're, they like, kind of was like, whoa, look at this girl. Like what? <laughs> and I was like, I know. Is they, this like, weird? Unicorn. Like, they're like, we are in the presence of greatness. And you're like, yes. not really. I just, um, I know how to change a tire too. Oh, step back. <laughs> yep. Yeah, this is the same thing. Like every, it's so funny you say that because every time I go to load up stuff, they're like, oh, do you, oh, 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 I guess she's got it. Like, man, you see, she's got it. Yeah, she's forgot it. And it's like, oh my goodness. <laughs> How have you not seen this before? I know. I'm like, is everybody else just like standing there watching you like load stuff? No, like, I really you- think it's like this like perpetual like storyline bullshit that they somehow picked it up in their youth that there's like, I mean, we are not like helpless damsels in distress. Like, I don't know anyone, any woman in my life that is. Do you? No, (laughs) no. Like, how did, maybe this, you know, maybe it was a narrative back in the day, but like, I just, 
I don't, besides being shocked about women like lifting heavy things, if you're a male listening to this, please don't address a woman that you don't know by sweetie or hun. No, it's like, oh, I got that sweetie. Oh, I am so not your sweetie. Mm. <laughs> mm. Nope, nope. That's gonna, it's going to be a no for me, dog. Nope. But I'm nice, so I'll just keep it upstairs in my thought box. Well, thank you so much, Liz, for having me come on your show. It was a pleasure. Thank you so much for joining me. I had a blast. I hope you guys enjoyed this chat as well. I think Jenna's cultivated a really amazing space on Instagram and YouTube. And I really appreciate the openness with which she incorporates the discussion of mental health in the midst of her DIY content. This year especially, mental health has been a really important topic and will continue to be as we recover from the impact of this pandemic and start to heal and move forward. I know for me, DIY has been one of my coping mechanisms and a sort of anchor to hold on to as the world sort of spun away. Again, you can find Jenna on Instagram at Jenna Pallant and Room Bloom on YouTube. If you're loving Rider DIY, go ahead and rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Thank you for joining me this week. I can't wait to bring you along for our next episode. But in the meantime, get out there and DIY the damn thing.